Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. We hear a lot about it and how it's damaging our children, that is overscheduling. Are kids doing more than ever before? Or is life overall just more busy? Robin Barker is the author of Baby Love and has seen many changes come and go in the way we parent in Australia. She's a mum and grandma and she's seen the way family family life has changed. Hi Robin, how are you? Hello Siobhan, it's been a while between drinks. I it? know. Car crashes and minor surgery. It's, it's lovely to have you back. <laughs> Don't worry, Robin's fine everybody. <laughs> Minor surgeries, all done and dusted, and the car was a write-off, but Robin is Back well. on the road. It wasn't actually a write-off. <laughs> no? <laughs> no? But no, it no, was no. a prang is a prang. A prang is a prang. It was off the road for a while. Oh, My dear little car. Anyway. Poor thing. Okay, let's talk about overscheduling yes. kids. Um, do you do, did you do many after-school activities when you were a kid? Well, I did. And I mean, I grew up in the 50s, and there wasn't a lot of money around then. And uh, However, I did. But... but Brownies. We went to brownies. Oh, I could still recite the brownies. And believe it or not, elocution. Oh no, I do believe that. <laughs> elocution. Isn't that that hysterical? Was, do they still do I even, that? I, I don't know. I don't think so. People do drama now, don't they? Uh, but yes, I went to, and I went in some Stedfords. For elocution? Yes. For what? saying poetry. Oh. Oh, yes. Do you remember any of it? Uh, not off the top of my head. But we had to learn to talk with expression. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so that's, that, that's all. That's all. Oh, and swimming. I mean, I don't count swimming in amongst all this because I think swimming is something that has to be. I that, think that, that's, that, that's not a kind of activity. That is a necessity. So I think that's outside the things we're talking about when we're talking about overscheduling children. So what? Okay. So that was your childhood. What about your kids when they were growing up? My kids up? did a little bit more. I think. But I don't recall that they did so much that we were absolutely off the planet with it all. I think my daughter did drama. They both learnt a musical instrument because I think, again, if you can afford to buy a musical instrument and pay for the lessons, I think that gives children value into their adult lives, not because you think they're going to become the next famous cellist or clarinetist or anything like that. Or oboe player. Or... So don't laugh. Elise plays the oboe. Well, great. <laughs> uh, and in, and when I was growing up, many parents just didn't have the money for, for music. And I always regretted there wasn't more music in my life when I was a child. So, again, this is another reason why we put our children into activities, because we're making up for the things we missed out on. Mm, so your kids did that. Now mm. you have grandkids. What do you see happening these days? Uh, well, my uh, son and daughter-in-law are... are don't push things too much. The kids do do things. What's interesting to me is the younger one, Jimmy, who's nine, seems to be drawn to the screen. <laughs> it's a magnet. So they keep suggesting and doing activities with Jimmy to get him away from the screen. The screen. And the latest thing is hockey. He's nine. 
And I said, you're actually letting him loose with a hockey stick. <laughs> yeah. I'd be I keeping that away from it. my son as long as I could. Yes, but I think they keep it all within reason. I don't get a feeling that they're spending every living minute rushing around, you know, trying to make them, turn them into geniuses and Do you so think forth. people are, are, some yeah, are think trying so. to do that? I think that uh, one of the reasons that we get draw- parents get drawn into this is A, to give kids the opportunities we missed out ourselves. B, there's a lot more money around now, so parents can afford to do more of this. But also there's that secret thing that (laughs) lying dormant within my child might be a musical gift or a a sporting gift or something or other else. Most of the time it isn't. (laughs) Ian Thorpe only comes along every so often. Kate Blanchett only comes along every so often. But I think... If, if we're being honest, many parents harbour these little thoughts that this might be turning into something wonderful for my child. Not that necessarily becoming famous is that wonderful uh, in many ways. However, I think, and I think things like languages, you know, I come from a generation where we really didn't become fluent in a second language. And I think that's very tempting for parents to want their children to have a second language. So it's understandable. I mean, the the trick is not to have it overwhelming the child and taking over family life. Where to draw the line? You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Robin Barker, author of Baby Love, about overscheduling kids. So Robin has her own children and grandchildren now, and she's seen a lot of change happen in Australia. And we're talking about maybe, I guess, the boundaries we might put in place when it comes to our own children and how much stuff they do. Now, I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum, Robin. So my son does swimming lessons. Once my daughter learned how to swim, I took her out of swimming lessons because I couldn't bear the idea of getting up every Saturday morning to do classes. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, But I must admit that there are times, particularly when I listen to um, my – the peers at school, parents at school, and their kids are doing umpteen number of things, where I get a bit of a twinge where I think, is she missing out? Yes. Because I'm not – is she missing out on enjoying something – potentially, and also she missing out on the opportunity to learn how to commit to something. How old is she, Siobhan? <laughs> She's six. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Six. Yes. yes. No, I don't think so. I'd say no to both questions. Awesome. I think, I I think, I think when they're young, when they're that young particularly, it, it really is up to the parents to decide what's a fair thing. And, I mean, occasionally, I think Simon Tedeschi, the pianist, uh, from a very young age, had this little piano that he never stopped playing. And, of course, he has gone on to become an incredible, um, you know, piano player. Uh, that's unusual. That is really rare for a young child of that age, of a young, like he was about three or four or something. That is really unusual. Uh, and I suppose if a child of that age does show that, then, yes, you would probably foster it. Mm. But I don't think most kids really have a clue about what they might like to be doing or not doing. And the aim is to offer them a few things that are affordable, that fit in with your time, and then see what happens. At the very best, it gives them a lifelong interest in something that they can appreciate throughout their lives. And I think that's what we're aiming for. Mm. Um, And, I mean... Uh, Nigel Kennedy, for example, the famous violinist, 
got to a point where he never wanted to play the violin again when he was a child. Wow. <laughs> yes. And his parents pushed, and he was pleased that they pushed. The opposite to that is the Conrad's kids, who were swimmers, famous swimmers in their day. Um, and unbeknown to their parents, they were running off training in the local pool, and their parents didn't even know what they were doing. So they felt they wanted to do isn't that. It? it is. So the main thing about all of this is just to keep a balance and keep a lid on it, really. Because mm, I, I, I feel as well that most people are so busy anyway, and then you start adding things on, and all of a sudden someone said, oh, just wait till they're doing sport on the weekend. And I'm thinking, hold on a minute, it's, <laughs> it's already hectic enough. Yes, and children don't react well to being rushed from here to there all over the place. The other mm. thing is that they need... They do need to be bored. They do need to experience boredom so they can learn how to look after themselves and entertain themselves and find things to do themselves. If they're constantly rushed from here to there to somewhere else, they never really learn how not to be bored. So I think people have to keep that in mind. They need to learn how to use their own imagination uh, and... Just a little bit of common sense, really. <laughs> mm, I love it when you bring that in. Robin, thank you so much for coming You're in and welcome. putting my mind at ease yet again. <laughs> That's the only reason I bring her on. Sorry, people. It's not for you. It's for me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, thank you so much. You're welcome, Siobhan. That's Robin Barker. She is the author of Baby Love, and she has a website that we're going to put links up onto ours later this afternoon. Just head to kindling.com.au.